On this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, Israeli politician Itamar Ben-Gavir takes center stage as Benjamin Netanyahu's coalition talks continue. Plus, Turkey prepares for a ground invasion against Kurdish forces in Syria. What the attack could mean for civilians caught in the middle. And tensions flare between the U.S. and Israel over an FBI investigation into a journalist's death. Plus, a look back at a historic U.N. vote and the Christian Zionists who helped establish the modern Israel. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is holding intense negotiations with his coalition partners to form a new government. He's already decided to appoint Itamar Ben-Gavir as National Security Minister, a position created just for him. Israel's president and the U.S. State Department have been raising concerns about Ben-Gavir. Take a look. During Israel's recent elections campaign, Itamar Ben-Gavir took the spotlight. He's a little bit like Donald Trump. He behaves in an outrageous manner. He does so on purpose. And he is very visible, or has been, up to the election. Ben-Gavir's party joined others to create the religious Zionist party, which won 14 seats, making it the third largest in the Knesset. But during meetings with the various parties after the election, Israeli President Isaac Herzog was caught on a hot mic saying the entire world was anxious about Ben-Gavir. The State Department condemned Ben-Gavir when he attended an event honoring the late Mir Kahani, who advocated expelling Arabs from Israel and who Ben-Gavir followed as a young man. Celebrating the legacy of a terrorist organization is abhorrent. Uh, there is no other word for it. It is abhorrent. Uh, and we remain concerned, as we said before, by the legacy of uh, Kahani Pai and the continued use of rhetoric among violent right-wing extremists. But Israeli journalist and columnist Ruthie Bloom told CBN News, Ben Gavir has changed. Well, what the press is doing is treating him as though he's the same Ben Gavir as he was many years ago. And as he has said repeatedly, I no longer believe, as I used to, in the teachings of Rabbi Meir Kahana. I no longer believe that all Arabs should be uh, kicked out of Israel. I only believe that terrorists should be. At the scene of the latest terror attack that killed two Israelis and injured more than a dozen, Ben Gavir gave an idea of what actions he would advocate as Israel's national security minister. I say it in a clear way. We must exact the price from terror, go back to targeted assassinations to stop the parties in the security prisons, to stop the Palestinian Authority supporting terrorism payments. This can be done. I'm not talking politics, but we have to establish government as fast as possible. Despite the State Department, a recent poll showed a majority of Israelis support Ben Gavir as their national security minister. Turkey is preparing for a ground invasion of northern Syria in retaliation for a deadly November 13th bombing in Istanbul. Ankara blames Kurdish militia groups for the explosion that killed six and wounded dozens. However, the Kurds deny any responsibility for the attack. Turkey has already launched airstrikes on Kurdish targets in northern Syria and Iraq. While we continue our air operations without interruption, we'll land on the top of the terrorists by land at the most convenient time for us. The main Kurdish militia in Syria said they have not seen significant troop buildup on the border, but warned that the ongoing airstrikes are killing civilians. 
Well, Dave Eubank is a former member of the U.S. Special Forces who has spent years on the front lines in Syria. He founded the Free Burma Rangers, a Christian humanitarian group providing life-saving aid in some of the most dangerous places on Earth. I spoke to him about what a potential invasion by Turkey could mean for civilians on the ground. Take a look. Dave Eubank from the Free Burma Rangers, thanks for joining us. You've been there on the front lines of uh, Northeast Syria. Tell us what's happened recently. Yes, sir, Chris. First, thank you, and God bless you in Jesus' name. The, the best thing we got to do all over Syria, I believe, was share the, the loving power of Jesus. You know, we talk about the cross with them. I always point out it's an empty cross because he's not there. But this cross symbolizes God loving us so much he sent his son to tell us how to live and then to die for our sins. He dies for our sins. He cleans us up. He gives us purpose and direction in life. He overcomes the power of the devil, and he takes us to heaven. And we can share that with everybody we met. It was wonderful on this relief mission. But towards the end of it, there became an attack from Turkey. You know, Turkey's been attacking northeast Syria for years now. But this is a new attack. There was some bombing in Istanbul, which right now looks more closely linked to ISIS or al-Nusra or some group, HTS. There's no markings of the Kurd involvement. They deny it completely. But anyways, it sounds like that was a pretext for this new onslaught into Northeast Syria. And so President Erdogan of Turkey, if he sees this, my request is have mercy. There's another way. Anyways, has launched multiple airstrikes, drone strikes, artillery, mortars, and anywhere near the border, direct tank fire all over Northeast Syria. So we saw all this happening. And then came, behind that came the threat of a land invasion to, as they said, clean out the enemy, clean out the Kurds. And right now, there's been an invasion started way out to the northwest, west of Aleppo, has not yet come to the main Kurdish areas, but it's already displacing people. And my prayer right now is that Turkey backs off of this and that the U.S. and other friends can find some way to negotiate a settlement. Uh, tell us about the SDF and the uh, and what's happening there in northeast Syria. CBN News has been up there and reported on it. It's a, just a remarkable story. Uh, but why is that area so significant, Dave? Well, northeast Syria was a place that defeated ISIS. And when the U.S. was looking for partners to defeat ISIS, they found a very good one in the Kurds in northeast Syria. And they helped develop something called the SDF, Syrian Democratic Forces. This is a Kurdish-led organization that includes Kurds, Arabs, which are crucial to all of this, and Christians who are a minority but have an important role, and Yazidis. The SDF is the military arm of the self-administration of Northeast Syria, which is trying to have a participatory, emergent democracy, very at the beginning stages, but it's working. But it's the best thing we've seen in all of Syria and in the region. It's an emerging little place of freedom that's important to help. How key is the U.S. role here? What And what influence do they have there in the region? And I understand there was an attack quite close to U.S. installation. Yes, the U.S. is very important here. You know, the United States cannot solve other people's problems, but we can make a space where people can work things out, which is very important here. And we have this opportunity given to us, not just by the Kurds, but the Arabs, the Christians, the Yazidis in Northeast Syria that want us there. And again, we can't fix it, but our presence keeps Turks from completely invading, Iranians from attacking. It holds Assad back a little bit and helps keep ISIS tamped down. So the U.S. has a very important role diplomatically with the surrounding countries, especially Turkey, to find compromises between the SDF and the Turks, which I think is possible. Dave, how can people pray about the situation? I pray that the hearts of both sides 
are softened by love and that love is the motive. Love doesn't mean you don't defend yourself. It doesn't mean you don't have different kinds of punishments to help people learn. But that when the motive's love, then your whole way you react to a problem is different. You're looking for what's the best for everyone. And I pray that for Erdogan, the leader of, of Turkey, for General Muslim, the leader of the SDF, for all the for the United States of America, not just to do something because we're afraid our troops will get hit or our, our policy be damaged, but for love. And when you make friends with people, that's the best policy. You get much more than you can ever force or buy. And so that's my prayer, and that there would not be a continued ground attack, that that would cease, and that freedom continues to grow in Northeast Syria and all of Syria. To find out more about Dave Eubank, the Free Burma Rangers, and how they are sharing the love of Christ in Syria and beyond, go to freeburmarangers.org. Well, Israel and the United States will hold a major drill this week, simulating airstrikes against Iran. Fighter jets from both nations will work side by side in one of the largest joint drills in years. Israeli media report that the exercises will simulate an attack on Iran's nuclear program. Analysts warn that Iran has already enough enriched uranium for at least one nuclear bomb, a major threat to Israel's security. Meanwhile, the U.S. has already agreed to help Israel with missile defense in a potential future war. Coming up, the shooting death of a Palestinian-American journalist sent shockwaves earlier this year. Now an FBI investigation into her death is raising tensions between Israel and the U.S. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. It's about the competition. I kind of put that pressure on myself, and I think people had expectations. It's about overcoming. We use this phrase all the time, keep chopping, keep practicing hard. It's about going the distance. You know, I think as a father, it's my job, you know, to lead. Just be the best husband and father I can be. Watch Going the Distance with Sean Brown Saturday night at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. Life, it's meant to be lived fully. Jesus said it, I came to give you life, life to the fullest, life in your family, life in your finances, life in your body, mind, and spirit, life in your every day. At CBN.com, we're taking what Jesus said seriously. We're here to help you discover life. Life. Live it fully. CBN.com. The FBI is reopening an investigation into the tragic death of a Palestinian-American reporter several months ago in Israel. That decision is now creating tension between Israel and the U.S. 
On May 11th, Al Jazeera reporter Shireen Abu Akleh died from a crossfire between Israeli troops and Palestinians in the city of Jenin. While the Palestinian Authority blamed the IDF for deliberately killing Akleh, it refused the offer of a joint investigation or produced the bullet that killed her. In September, the IDF finished its investigation, concluding it was likely accidental gunfire from the IDF that killed Abu Akleh. The U.S. State Department initially welcomed the findings, although now the FBI is reopening the case into the death of this dual Palestinian-American citizen. Israel's outgoing prime minister, Yair Lapid, slammed the decision. The IDF is a moral and ethical army. Those soldiers and commanders of the IDF protect Israel, thoroughly investigating any out-of-the-ordinary event, and are dedicated to the values and rules of democracy. The IDF soldiers will not be investigated by the FBI, nor by any foreign entity or foreign country, however friendly it may be. We will not abandon IDF soldiers to foreign investigations, and our fierce protest was delivered to the Americans in the appropriate ranks. Israel's defense minister, Benny Gantz, calls the Justice Department decision a mistake, adding that we will not cooperate with any external investigation and we will not allow interference in Israel's internal affairs. Twenty Senate Democrats signed a letter asking the FBI to get involved. The report also sparked a response from Senator Ted Cruz, who issued a statement calling the alleged investigation an outrage and said that everyone involved, including Attorney General Merrick Garland, should be fired or impeached. Israeli commentator Ruthie Bloom believes domestic politics in Washington is behind the renewed investigation. The Democrats uh, have, been, have been targeting Israel throughout this whole, the whole Biden administration, and they have been singling out Israel for censure about everything they can, unfairly. And first of all, the fact that they put pressure on the FBI does not mean that the FBI has to accept it. They don't run the FBI, but it's symbolic. CBN News reached out to the FBI for a comment, but have not yet received a response. Bloom feels the move is meant to put Israel in a bad light. I don't even think that something is gonna come of this, but the damage it does to Israel's reputation and the regurgitating of a case whose only point from the Palestinian side was to blacken Israel's name and yet again accuse Israel of murdering innocent Palestinians is, that, that was the point of it. That was the only point. The FBI investigation comes at a time of strained relations between the two allies, just as Benjamin Netanyahu is forming a coalition government. It has already seen interference from the Biden administration, and this incident could potentially make things worse. Up next, a vote at the United Nations laid the groundwork for the modern state of Israel. We take a look at this important anniversary when we come back. Too often, we carry baggage from our past. You know what it's like. It affects everything and everyone in our lives. It's always there, weighing us down and keeping us from achieving true happiness. But do you know God never meant for us to be trapped in the past? You can be free of your baggage. Learn how God's forgiveness leads to changed lives and new beginnings. Call the 700 Club. I'm Ephraim Graham. 
And this is Studio 5. Cruise with me as I discover the good things happening in the world of music, sports, television, and movies. The fact that Ryan Coogler was going to be directing the film, I knew that something special was going to happen. We'll chat with artists at the forefront of entertainment and explore the connection between popular culture and faith. I asked my pastor, I said, well, does that mean I'm supposed to be a preacher? He says, well, no, you already have a pulpit. Wednesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. Tikkun Olam. This is our nature as a country. To make the world a better place. Literally, we felt the earth shaking. The Christian Broadcasting Network presents To Life. How Israeli volunteers are changing the world. This film needs to be seen by everyone. I was in tears. Now you can own the inspiring documentary to life on DVD. There is blood on our hands if we know and we walk away. I'm so grateful that this film was made. To life can be yours for a gift of $10 or more. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com. We know that every minute counts to save life. It'll uh, bless Israel, but it'll also bless all the friends of Israel. Discover the untold story of how Israeli volunteers are making the world a better place. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com to get your copy today. November 29th is a very important date to Israel. It's when the United Nations voted to allow the establishment of the Jewish state in the Holy Land. CBN correspondent Julie Stahl explains the significance of this historic decision and how it built the foundation for the Israel we know today. Those who are in favor will say yes. Those who are against will say no. They called it the Partition Plan. UN Resolution 181 called for the establishment of a Jewish state and an Arab state in British-controlled Palestine. It represented the acknowledgement of the international community of the right of the Jewish people to establish a state. Also the right of the Arab people to establish a state in Palestine. The partition plan was so significant to the Jewish people that cities throughout Israel have named streets after the date. Kaf Tetba November, the 29th of November Street, like this one here in Jerusalem. The plan set aside land in the Galilee along the Mediterranean and the Negev Desert for the Jewish people. The Arabs received all of Biblical Judea and Samaria, later known as the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, and other small portions. Perhaps the most controversial part of the plan was that an international body would control Jerusalem. Still, the Jewish people accepted the plan. The Israelis didn't like it because it didn't give them Jerusalem and it didn't give them Eilat and, and all the southern Negev. But they, they accepted it because, okay, this was the best we can get. Arabs, however, gave it a thumbs down. They not just rejected it, but they waged a war, not just against the State of Israel, but against the UN resolution. Israeli Ambassador Alan Baker told CBN News, it's ironic that today Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas uses the resolution to call for his people's right to a Palestinian state. There was no such thing as the Palestinian people. That Then the Palestinians were the Jews living in Palestine. Uh, and, and so he, he claims that Resolution 181 is their Magna Carta for establishing a Palestinian state because it guaranteed a Palestinian state and a Jewish state. And he's misleading the international uh, community. And of course, they rejected it. Benjamin Netanyahu said, 
the most important thing for Israelis is remembering to connect with their past. The first need for the next 100 years is to remember the 4,000 previous ones. That is the first thing that will ensure the future of the Jewish nation in the land of Israel and the state of Israel. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Still ahead, the founder of the Friends of Zion Museum, award-winning journalist Mike Evans, talks about this stunning state-of-the-art 3D experience. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. It's the new Superbook Bible app. It's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy-to-understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta-da! It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement of getting the Bible, yes. Lord, into public schools. Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. Get Protect Your Sleep and discover how to improve the quality of your life. A free DVD or booklet from the Christian Broadcasting Network. If you're not a great sleeper, you can do things to make yourself a great sleeper. If you're already a pretty good sleeper, you can enhance your sleep and be even better. Five leading experts help remove the obstacles between you and restorative sleep. When you don't get a restful night's sleep, you wake up with an accumulation of stress. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free DVD or booklet today. Everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. You'll discover how food affects your sleep, how to put insomnia to rest, explore effective remedies for sleep apnea, and much more in Protect Your Sleep. Wake up to your best life and get Protect Your Sleep today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com to get your free DVD or booklet. We've told you about how the UN partition plan helped give birth to the modern state of Israel. But one group of people is often overlooked in Israel's history, Christian Zionists. Here's a look back at a story we did a few years ago about one museum that celebrates the Christians who helped in the formation of today's Jewish state. Take a look. The museum greets visitors with a profound introduction, stunning aerials of Israel, while a map traces the land given by God to the 12 tribes, all set to originally scored music. 
The museum uses state-of-the-art technology. For example, this area is one of the largest touch panel exhibits anywhere in the world. Touch one of these panels and you can find out more information about Christian Zionists throughout history. The modern features like video mapping aim to tell new audiences one of the most compelling and often unknown stories about modern Israel, the role of Christian Zionism. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu addressed this history in a 2012 speech. I don't believe that the Jewish state and modern Zionism would have been possible without Christian Zionism. I think that uh, the many Christian supporters of the rebirth of the Jewish state and the ingathering of the Jewish people in the 19th century made possible the rise of Jewish Zionism. American Mike Evans built the museum to spread the word of Christian Zionism's place in history. Wanting a home for Christians to celebrate their heroes and their history. I found no place in Israel where Bible-believing Christians can go to and they have heroes and they have history. The museum is based on years of research and this two-volume set written by Evans. There's so many of them. I mean, if you just take George Bush, 1844, this guy was a Hebrew professor and he wrote a book that sold a million copies on the restoration of Israel. And yes, his two relatives were U.S. presidents. Others like Ord Wingate formed the first Jewish fighting unit in nearly 2,000 years, the beginning of the Israeli modern army we see today. Women like Corrie ten Boom and her family. The Nazis killed her father and sister, and she suffered in a concentration camp because they hid Jews during the Holocaust. And Swedish diplomat Raoul Wallenberg faced death to save Jews. In the dead of winter, Wallenberg joined the thousands of Jewish prisoners in the death marches to Auschwitz, trying to save anyone he could. What was it that to face death? I realized, number one, it was their Bible. They had an intimate relationship with the living Lord, and they loved the Word of God, and they were willing to commit their life for it. And with the Word of God came promises to the Jewish people. Those scriptural promises are woven through the exhibits, from Ezekiel to Isaiah to Abraham. According to the ancient writings, one day God appeared to Abram and spoke the words that would give birth to the nation of Israel. For visitors, the experience is wow. It's an experience like, like no other. I mean, you go in there and it's, it's interactive. You'll learn a lot of things that you probably never even learned. I thought this was a, one of the most impressive things I've seen in Israel in the time that I've been here. Many never knew the history and now want to tell others. I am going to tell everyone that I can think of, people in my synagogue, to come here to see how this beautiful land of Israel was not built just by the Jews, but by the Christians and the wonderful people who risked their lives to make us a homeland. For Evans, the museum lets the Jewish people know that although enemies surround Israel, they're not alone. They see Auschwitz and what they went through, and they see the alienation in the world today, and they come through it and they say, we're not alone. There's Christians who really love us. And it's, it's just amazing to see that. It gives me hope I'm not alone. What a powerful museum about the life and legacy of so many Christian Zionists. 
Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.